all, welcome to Cross Politic Midweek Fix. It's good to be with you guys. And as as you guys hopefully know by now, all the shows that are on our network, all of them. You know, all of them. Yeah. We got uh uh you know you, what do we got? In the bullpen. We got in the bullpen. Yeah, right. We got uh, George Grant. That's who I was. Uh, George Grant. Yes. Uh and uh and then we also got uh, Uncle Gary started dropping yeah. a podcast with us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and we got Darren some, Don't. Uh, we got some stuff Darren coming Don't. Darren, and then yeah. if you guys you probably noticed, especially in the app, you open up the app, you can see uh, Fight Left Feast Canada. Yeah, there's this different flag. You don't yeah. you might not recognize it. It's kind of foreign. Don't worry, it's in English. Um, and, and we got a number of, uh, Canadian pastors right. uh, starting to, uh, drop on our fight. Laugh Network. We got Dr. Aaron rock. Yeah. I've really I grown. Yeah. Aaron, yep. Aaron's been awesome. Uh, we got our, our boys, Nate Wright on uh, rebel ministry. They've yeah. been going for a They've long, going for OGs, long time. Man. They're, they know what they're, they're doing. That yeah. is faithful, you know? Right. Uh, and then of course, Joe boot, uh, started dropping his Ezra Institute podcast yeah. on, on our app. That's and so, awesome. Guys, I know it's a lot of content, a lot to be paying attention to, but there's some just besides. I mean, I, I mean, I know you're here for cross politics, but besides cross politics, there's a lot of good get, stuff. Get that app. Get that app. Yep. Yep. Download yep. it and get that content. Yep. It's it's good for you and good to you. This episode, this midweek fix, is brought to you by the Armored Republic. Mm. The mission of Armored Republic is to honor Christ. By equipping free men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. In the Armored Republic, there's no king but Christ. Amen. That's also true in the whole universe. And Canada. We are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool of liberty. They create tools of liberty, and free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights he's bestowed on us. Armored Republic is honored to offer you those tools. So visit them, support them, and support us by going to Armored Republic, AR500Armor.com. That's AR, the numbers, 500Armor.com. And you Canadians who are tuning in, you might want to go there, too. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. Hey, we are very grateful to have with us today on the the Midweek Fixed, Reverend Doctor, the Reverend Doctor, Joe Boot. He's a Christian thinker, cultural apologist, and philosopher, founder and president of the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity, and the founding pastor of Westminster Chapel. He's also the author of The Mission of God, which if you haven't or read What's Wrong With You People, and the forthcoming new book, King of Rulers. Stop it. Dr. Boot, thank you for joining us on CrossPolitik again. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me back, gents. Good to see you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So Quebec just yesterday announced that they're going to tax all the unvaxxed. And uh, when Blackface Trudeau heard about it, he said he was interested in hearing more. So what's going on in Canada exactly? (laughs) Yes, it's an interesting situation right now, to say the least. Uh, Things that um, people said could or would never happen um, have been happening for some time. And uh, this is the, the the latest in a uh, in a round of uh, uh, draconian measures. Uh, the province of Ontario went back into a kind of lockdown uh, after Christmas again. Uh, so schools were out, uh, maximum gatherings inside five people, maximum outside ten. Gosh! Uh, Wait, there's a limit on outside? Yeah, ten people. Yeah, but there's trees um, outside. <laughs> they can't catch COVID. 
<laughs> restaurants uh, for indoor dining are shut. Uh, oh. Churches have been put to 50% in the province of Ontario. Uh, in Quebec, they're now closed. First, they introduced VAX passports for churches. Wow. And then closed the churches altogether. And now their latest ploy is to introduce basically a, a, a fine for uh, not being vaccinated, which they're calling a health tax, which I'd be more than happy with if they can just give me my taxes back and I can have private health care. Uh, but that's not allowed. That's illegal in Canada. There is no private health care in Canada. Oh, man. So this is now um, I'm just waiting for them to uh, to add a health tax to all the clinically obese, the drug addicts, the alcoholics, those with sexually transmitted diseases and so on. Yeah. Um, so that uh, so that we're not paying for them. But the, we'll never likely to see that kind of a, uh, a private system here anytime soon. So that's that's Quebec, uh, which seems to at the moment uh, be leading the pack in terms of the most draconian and uh, oh, totalitarian yeah. measures. And actually, our prime minister recently has called the unvaccinated in a French interview um, racist, more most likely to be racist, misogynist, anti-science people. <laughs> Uh, taking taking up space in the country, so it's uh, so all it's all fun and games in Canada here right now. Now yeah. it, it seems to me that they have to kind of mandate this. Kind of, they have to do this to, totalitarian play because you can't have any variables in it. Yeah. So if you if you if you mandate everyone to be vaxxed, or if you mandate all churches to shut down, or whatever, they can say, "See, it worked." <laughs> Yeah, and then, know, and then to whatever extent it doesn't work, they blame anybody that didn't comply. That, that didn't comply because it is, and so uh, that totalitarian, uh, you know, they're trying this here in the United States. I mean, it's before the Supreme Court right now right. that businesses over a hundred employees yeah. have to vax, right? And mm-hmm. and but nothing, uh, you know, I, I I remember talking to my city council after all the craziness happened, and then like a year later, I asked uh, some people in our city council. Um, do you think what you did was right? Would you do it again? And they're like, yeah, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. So, so Joe, um, what, what strange brew has Canada been drinking for the last number of years to get to this place? This doesn't just happen overnight. Soy milk. It, it, <laughs> what, 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 what do you see? Like, take us on a, on a brief, like history of Canada of the last few decades. I don't know. Yeah. How do, how do we get here? Well, it's interesting that Gabe referred to a kind of social experiment there and the control of the environment, uh, because actually Canada has been referred to as a social experiment. And the first thing you need to have in any valid experiment is completely controlled conditions. And uh, it does make you wonder sometimes right now whether they are looking to just be completely rid of any control group. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, But uh, how do we get there? I think that, um, well... Uh, back in, you know, if you look at some of the founding era debates in Canada around the Lord's Day Act in 1904, 1905, thereabouts, uh, you can actually read the the speeches of Canadian senators calling upon uh, their fellow senators to uh, apply the law of God uh, to the nation, uh, arguing that um, we uphold uh, the details of God's law with respect to murder and uh, perjury and these kinds of things why do we why are we not upholding it with regard to the sabbath and uh invoking the word of god and saying that we will go down as a nation uh if we fail to if we set the law of god at variance and and uh and uh 
reject the first or second table of the law, um, we will end up going down as a nation. That's what they were wow. saying just over 100 years ago. Those wow. were liberal senators. Uh, <laughs> Then, you know, just like the rest of the West, there was uh, the experience of World War One and World War Two, and the um, the development of a, a much more liberal paradigm, especially influenced by France and the, the Nordic countries. And eventually, uh, in the late 1960s, with actually Justin Trudeau's father, Pierre Trudeau, uh, he was uh, actually friends with all kinds of very interesting characters around the world, like Castro and others. Mm. And um, he uh, brought about, really, I would say, the end of old Christian Canada. And um, at the end of the 1960s, uh, we saw abortion and um, uh, homosexual practice and all those things become uh, decriminalized. And then in 1982, there was something called the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which basically uh, meant that Canada was no longer governed by the British North America Act, which tied us much more closely to to the Britain. And we had this um, written constitution like the Nordic nations, only without the kind of robust protections that or more robust protections that the US constitution provides you. So there's caveats in our constitution. And this last two or three years has actually been the first major test, major test of the Section 2 charter rights and freedoms. And basically our Charter of Rights and Freedoms has been suspended, uh, yeah. seemingly almost indefinitely. Uh, we can't travel freely. We're 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 um, under tremendous coercion to take a, a state mandated medical treatment. Um, we can't enter certain premises without showing papers and so on. Um, so it's been a it's been a, a actually a fairly fast journey since the end of world war ii but the shocking speeding up has happened in the last 10 to 15 years where radical progressivism and the statist agenda of uh, the canadian uh, politicians and ideology that has taken over a secular humanistic i would say neo-pagan worldview is now dominating both the intellectual and political landscape and there's very little pushback at all and I think we're going to touch in a minute on the passage of Bill C-4, which was actually fast-tracked through both the House and the Senate by the Conservatives. Yeah. So, so. It, uh, it's interesting to me that you start off by connecting the fall of Canada to just toying with or, or listening to partial parts of God's Word and not all of God's Word. Mm -hmm. it, it started there. And I think how many denominations, how many how many people in personal lives where you see them just listen to part of the scriptures and, and not the other part. Right. And then, you know, five degrees down the road, you're, you're five miles apart. Well, it was about 1980 when they actually, in the end, overturned the Lord's day bill, the Lord's day act. Um, and following that uh, with this new uh, uh, progressive liberal charter, which the design of which was to actually give the state ultimate uh, uh, power right, yeah. um, to create a society that uh, was much more in line with the liberty, uh, you know, um, fraternity and egalitarian agenda of the French Revolution than, than, right. the, than the wow. constitutional freedoms of Britain. And, and uh, the Lord's Day Act um, was overturned. And then soon enough, you've got uh, the uh, so-called gay marriage. And yeah. we've gone from basically the, the a late 1960s to 2022. Uh, you've gone from sodomy is a criminal offense to if you um, counsel somebody 
<sighs> to order their lives in terms of a, a normative understanding of human identity and sexuality, you are a criminal and you will go to prison for up to five years. Right. Yeah. You, you know, Dr. Boot, I just have to ask, you know, in America, we have um, people who are not Christians, but because of the saturation of the society, they see the stuff that's happening here and they are grabbing their guns and loading up their guns and they're pushing back legally every kind of which way they can. Buying body armor. Buy <laughs> from AR-500. Uh, but it, but the, the question I have is it, it's interesting to see the way the government's going. I'm not too surprised about that because it seems every government in the world yeah. is going that way. So that's not too surprising. There's kind of a peer pressure from governments to do this. What's surprising to me, though, and I, what I don't understand is the people, the people in Canada are, are in 40 years, have you lost the kind of people that, I, that even- I've mentioned this several times when I'm talking to Canadians. I was bringing it up to you, Joe, but when I saw that video of that lady cop arresting that, that kid on the ice rink skating during 2020, I knew you guys were screwed. I mean, it, like, yeah. I mean they're taking hockey away. And they're letting them. Right, and they're letting them. We're right. going to let you take and, hockey and, and, and there were just people standing on the side just like videotaping it and watching. And you're like, you're going to let her just arrest that kid for ice skating. So, ice skating outside. And so I guess where are the what, – what are the people made of now? Do they even know – that they're going to have an Auschwitz right here in Northern America. Where are the people at? When are the, what's going to wake them up? I'm just, I'm just perplexed about the, the place of the Canadian mind right now in, in relationship to all of this. Well, first, we, of course, don't have uh, the protections of a Second Amendment like our southern neighbor. Uh, mm. So there are, there are strict limits there. Um, second of all, it's interesting that if you look um, at the Commonwealth uh, countries uh, like Australia yeah. and Canada and New Zealand yeah. uh, that were, you know, formerly had this, well, had this tremendous heritage of the gospel and freedom and liberty. They've been the ones who have almost been most aggressive in, in uh, their uh, shut, attempts to shut down freedom uh, and liberty, and I think that is to do with the judgment of God on the nation for mm. its apostasy from the gospel, for for the privileges that we've enjoyed here. The quality of the Canadian people is definitely declining. There's no question about that, and that is to do with the radical changes in um, the social order, in the family, uh, in education, uh, and in our courts. And uh, we also have a complacent. Uh, population. You know, people have moved from all over the world to a place like Canada for the lifestyle, yeah. uh, for the, for the, 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 in a certain sense, the, the pace of life, the standard of living, the cottage, the golf, the, 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 the boat on, on, in, in the Canadian lakes, uh, you know, some of these opportunities. And um, they've been satisfied for the most part with bread and circuses during this oh. time. Um, and that was, of course, what was at the heart of the decline of the Roman Empire. You know, as long as we entertain, the state gives us our handouts, we're promised cradle to grave security. There isn't this um, widespread. Now, of course, as you guys know, there are pastors and leaders who are standing up and resisting. Yeah, there, but yeah. they are few and far between. Those are the exception, not the rule. And uh, the, the, it's, it is a, a relatively very small group that are willing to stand up and resist these things. We don't seem to value liberty and freedom. It seems that we prefer servitude uh, in the name of, you know, safety 
and security than freedom and liberty. Freedom and responsibility mm. uh, uh, are um, s- something that sinful people who don't have the gospel and, and the, the, the Lord's table and the word of God in their hearts um, are afraid of. Yeah. And that's yeah, what we right. we don't want freedom and responsibility. We want uh, we want safety and security from a false god called the state. And I think that is at the root of the problem and the decline of the character of our people. And because of of that type of attitude, now you get something like Bill C4 yeah. which comes into play, which was amazing to me by the way because I don't know what royal assent is, but it sounds like everybody agreed. And I just <laughs> <laughs> How in the world is the C4 pass with royal descent? And what is that? Ascent. Yes. So uh, basically, that's just a, a constitutional rubber stamp um, okay. from the governor general representing the queen. Um, uh, the uh, The reality is the, the queen doesn't have that Elizabeth II doesn't have the really the constitutional authority. She would she would create a massive constitutional constitutional crisis if she stood up to those things. So it's it's a that's a mm. hangover. Um, it, it royal assent means that the the bill has now finally been it's gone through the lower house, it's gone through the Senate, and it's received royal assent, which is part of our constitutional process. And it went into law on January seventh, and our own prime minister was tweeting out on mm. the seventh. This is almost unprecedented. Uh, you know, that now this 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 wicked practice was now illegal across Canada, um, reminding everybody in his personal Twitter account about his draconian law. Um, but C4 was basically the the uh, the reworking, slight reworking of C6. C6 uh, was the same law essentially, but it dropped because there was a general election here back in the fall. And so it was reintroduced to C4, only it got worse in the gap, in the break, uh, wow. because in with C6, if you were a consenting adult, even though you couldn't advertise so-called conversion therapy uh, or promote it, uh, a consenting adult could request their pastor, a counselor, a therapist to help them with unwanted same-sex desire or um, wow. uh, gender dysphoric situations, conditions. Um now that's illegal as well. Even a consenting adult can't uh, request it or seek it. You can't provide it, I should say, to any consenting mm. adult. Wow. So it got worse. And what was astonishing is that in neither the, the, the lower house, the commons, nor in the Senate, uh, nor at the, the level of the, uh, the governor general, um, was there any resistance to the bill? So the bill was was actually, there was a fast track motion by the conservatives to fast track this bill through without scrutiny, without amendment, without change, uh, just as the government, uh, uh, the Trudeau government had wanted it. And not a single MP, not one, not even a single professing Christian MP wow. voted against this bill. So it's like being in a fascistic one-party state. Wow. Now, I heard that there was a couple PMs, MPs, MPs. that were uh, not able to attend who would have voted against it. Yeah, I mean, that's been said. There's been a couple of um, apologies from a couple of MPs. The reality is, though, is that um, the, the, this, the, the fact that this bill was coming to the floor was communicated ahead of time, and uh, people could have ex- expressed by proxy their disapproval, uh, their, their no vote, um, uh, or, they, um, uh, or in the House that day when the Speaker says, are there any objections? And there were... Uh, 
the House was full of conservative MPs, including some professing Christians, they could have stood up and said, no, I, I don't support this bill. And I cannot vote uh, yes to this. Um, and uh, that would have put a spanner in the works. That didn't happen. And so Man. we are in a situation that the frightening nature of the situation is that uh, we so easily and so quickly were ready to surrender such a foundational and fundamental freedom because this bill is only one way, don't forget. Right. So not only does the preamble to the bill take a fundamentally theological and religious stance by reducing the Bible to myth, right. it actually says that these are that it's that yep. the biblical to the normative human sexuality is a myth. Right. Um, and actually queer theory, uh, you know, pretty yeah. much developed by our European intellectuals in the middle to the latter part of the last century and popularized by people like feminist, lesbian, Jewish American scholars like Judith Butler right. is now the law of the land. Right. Uh, you know, you've got an anti anti scientific um, pagan idea. Uh, is 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 replaced and the, uh, replaces scripture and which is now considered mythology. That's what it calls it. Um, and uh, if you engage in even trying to reduce or suppress somebody's uh, non-normative uh, uh, sexual desires, uh, then you are engaging in conversion uh, therapy, and uh, you can go to prison. So this is a this is a really a, a terrifying situation now yes. and it indicates the direction in which canada seems to want to move and the fact that there was no resistance to it at the political level is obviously profoundly disturbing but joe um the gospel coalition is telling you to chill out man just just <laughs> the gospel coalition of canada of canada it, it, they released an article this last week toby reported on daily news brief on on tuesday and they're basically saying hey i think you you're a little worked up, and you and this hasn't been settled well, in over, the courts. Overreacting, you're overreacting, um, and I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we were over we were overreacting when we said it wasn't two weeks to flatten the curve. Um, <laughs> oh, bars! <laughs> and uh, you know, here we are, two years later. And uh, the churches across the nation are facing, you know, still in the midst of restrictions and uh, mask mandates and uh, limitations. And in some provinces, even even complete closure. Uh, and of course, this was said way back, you know, back in the early part of the 21st century when same sex marriage, civil partnerships, same sex marriage, these things came in. Oh, no, it's not a slippery slope. No, peace, yeah. peace. Yeah. Uh, nothing to see here. You know, don't worry, et cetera, et cetera. Well, look, the fact is the courts have already demonstrated their attitude towards Christians uh, with um, appealing to their religious freedom on these issues. The Supreme Court of Canada ruled in the case of Trinity Western University, who wanted a law school um, that... Uh, that uh, in, in, in a law school, in a university where there is a lifestyle commitment, a lifestyle document that commits the student to a biblical standard, whoever they are, uh, during their studies at the university. And they weren't allowed their law school. They, basically, the Supreme Court has said, you can't have a genuinely distinctly Christian institution in Canada that upholds wow. uh, Christian values. They've already made their ruling on this. The notion that the courts are going to come to the rescue of counselors and therapists or pastors on this who are uh, counseling or teaching. Don't forget, this applies to parents as well. If you're a parent right. in Canada, oh, yeah. you've, you've got a 12 or 13 year old struggling with same sex desire or gender dysphoria and you take what? them to your church pastor for 
you know, a series of sessions about biblical sexuality, that's a crime. It's a crime for the parent, not just the pastor, because you would wow. cause somebody to undergo conversion therapy. Right. Now, pastors who think that this is now, it's the law of the land. It's not an overreaction. This is illegal. Wow. Now, it's true that it's possible for any law in a Western uh, democracy to be challenged in the courts, but it is the law of the land. And I don't hold out any meaning, real hope that based on the track record of the Supreme Court, we are going to see a bill passed unanimously by both by all right. parties in Royal both consent. the lower yep. house and the Senate. You expect a liberal judiciary of of of, um, of government appointees uh, to be uh, to be standing up for the freedoms and liberties of Christians and the church in this. I don't think so. Yeah. So, so maybe with COVID, okay, let's just say that I could see some of the pastors in Canada seeing COVID and just saying, now, you know what, we're going to follow the guidelines. We're not going to make a big fuss about this. And some of the churches out there that decide to stay open, they want to separate themselves from them because, you know, you guys are just missing it on this. And there isn't any clear admiration, a, a, a teaching on scripture about how to handle COVID. Fair enough. But conversion therapy? Every church in Canada has to be flipping out about this one, though. This is clear. This is right at the home of their counseling, their Sunday morning services, the their gospel. every Tuesday Bible studies, everything that they do, they're called to do, and calling men to be men, women to be women. This is right at the heart of their message. Every church is flipping out about this right now, right? Well. <laughs> Stop. You you would, you would hope so. Um, you would think so, uh, but tragically, that isn't the case. In fact, there were regional bylaws to this effect in different provinces already. This is a federal bill added to the criminal code. So this is the government taking out the biggest stick that's available to it, the criminal code. But there were already bylaws in various provinces. And gents, I had already had requests from certain churches before I came to speak even if I was just using a church building for a conference to supply my notes and my PowerPoint in advance so that it could be scrutinized to make sure the church wasn't going to fall afoul of one of these local bylaws. Wow. Uh, so that's already, that's already happened. Um, no, for the most part, uh, churches and church movements are relatively quiet on this. We have uh, launched, as you probably know, a, a campaign, the Ezra Institute, um, recommended to a group of pastors that we we have a, an, a, an annual anniversary preach on the the Sunday following the passage of this bill into law to preach on biblical sexuality. Um, and uh, we do believe that several hundred churches are going to be participating in that this coming Sunday Good. to preach on biblical sexuality, which is uh, something. And Liberty Coalition Canada, an advocacy group that um, got started last year, has been promoting that campaign. And actually, you Americans, our American friends, uh, are much quicker to pick up on that and, and start running with it. You would think that there'd be absolute outrage and resistance everywhere from the church. Unfortunately, the best you get is a couple of limp-wristed articles uh, on the TGC site for, for the most part. Now, there are some faithful pastors quietly getting on with uh, being faithful, and, and there may be many unsung heroes in, in quiet corners out there, but in terms of the public witness, um, to, to stand publicly against this is to experience a certain degree of, a significant degree of isolation, even in the church. You've got some churches who say, well, we've got to go a third way, or 
playing it down and saying this isn't really going to be an issue. Don't worry, the homosexual minister who who happens to be promoting who promoted this bill and, and advanced it, uh, he doesn't want to go after churches. I mean, here's the here's the thing. They couldn't produce any evidence that these so-called coercive practice were, practices were happening anywhere in Canada. This <laughs> bill was never targeted at some maverick therapist electrocuting people in his basement right. uh, <laughs> for for you know for their sexual orientation. This uh, is targeted specifically at the Christian world and life. Yep, it's targeted yep, at Christian right. pastors and churches and counselors and those that are trying to help those with these problems, these struggles, trapped in these sins. And don't forget, this law now actually discriminates against those people because it was what it says is, specifically, is that if you are um, somebody struggling uh, and trapped in uh, sexual uh, promiscuity, uh, sexual perversion in one of these areas, and you want help, you cannot get it. It's illegal for you to get it. So wow. if you want to move away from homosexual practice, uh, trans confusion or anything like that, that's illegal. But if you want counseling and help to to uh, to transition uh, to being as a, as a man right. to being a woman or a woman to being a man right. or to become uh, an uh, uh, you know transsexual or an outed homosexual, you can get all the help, all the counsel that you want with that. Right. So this is an anti-conversion bill. It's not an anti-conversion therapy bill. It's an anti-conversion yeah, law. That's right. that's right. And it's it's the first one, uh, first major one in a Western country, I would say. It's not. Which conversion therapy you're going to be preaching? Right. It is which. Precisely. It's not if. Um, Joe, uh, Joe, I don't want people to miss this either. But this next coming Sunday, a bunch of pastors in Canada and the U.S. are going to be preaching, uh, basically um, against uh, you know the C4 bill and bringing the gospel into that. I know Toby's joining this Sunday. Um, I, Pastor, Pastor Wilson, Doug. Pastor Wilson's joining. I know there's a bunch of pastors in our denomination, the CREC. MacArthur, joining. MacArthur well. sent an email yeah. out, yeah. and I think if if you're a pastor and you're listening, I'd encourage you to kind of think about maybe joining. It's it's, this we, Sunday. it's Wednesday night. There's still time to rewrite that message. Yeah, uh, and right. the reason why this is important, I think, for American churches to join in this is because uh, it, it getting a tidal wave of messages against this is important, but I also think that Canadian politicians actually do see what happens in the U S and it, it does affect them to some degree. Joe, do you have any comments on that? Yeah, that that's, that's actually very true. Uh, it also affects the churches. You probably right. noticed that some Christian leaders up here have been fairly sensitive to, uh, criticism uh, of them from, uh, American yeah. evangelicals. Um, and uh, puts the uh, you know puts some fire under their feet, and I think that's really important uh, that 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 happens. And as the it's not just the churches. Yes, politicians do notice and do take note of uh, the response uh, stateside, south okay. of the border, and the more uh, uh, public exposure can, that can be given to this um, totalitarian piece of legislation. That will be putting uh, threatens to put Christian parents and and pastors and 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 counselors in prison yeah. for teaching, uh, for instructing, counseling in a normative uh, Christian lifestyle. That uh, reaction down south will have an effect up here. There are a few ch churches too that are going to be reading a uh, a statement or read a statement last Sunday or may read it this Sunday as well. Um, so there are there is some reaction here. 
but nowhere near enough. And the more help we can have from the United States in drawing public attention to this. I mean, that's what we do internationally, isn't it? If China is right. doing something, if that's uh, right. Uh, if we're seeing bills in 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 Scandinavia, yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. We we try and draw attention. That pr- produces international pressure, and um, the Canadian government will not like that. They will not like the exposure uh, of this as um, basically destroying religious freedom in Canada. Joe, thanks for that. And before we we finish, we do want to talk about your new book, King of Rulers. And somehow, I don't think that's unrelated to all of this. (laughs) So tell us about this new book and and why did you write it? And why we don't have a copy. (laughs) (laughs) And John Cooper does. Oh, he does. What's up? You're a little upset about that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so so the the title, uh, Toby, is Ruler of Kings. um, Oh. It's okay. Ruler of Kings Thanks, toward Gabe. a Christian vision of government. I did, Ruler yeah. of Kings Got it. toward a Christian vision of government. And um, uh, it's uh, it's coming out very soon. You can pre-order a copy. I know, Gabe, I think you're going to uh, put the link to where people can pre-order their copy. It's coming out yep. uh, 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 real soon. EzraPress.ca. Um, they could go there, but we'll give the direct link later. But EzraPress.ca is where you can go get it pre-ordered. Yes, thank you. Yep. Uh, and... Um, uh, yeah, well, one or two, uh, one or two pre-release um, PDFs. Yes, were released to uh, uh, James White and um, oh, James and, and, uh, and John Cooper, uh, who are now y'all to, made uh, me really angry. <laughs> so, I'm like, it's not too late. It's not too late to give us an endorsement. It's not too late. Uh, so we'll, well, I'll get one. I'll get one down to you, sharpish. Awesome. Well, just, um, are you on? Are you on James White's network? Uh, <laughs> I was just wondering because I would love to promote it on the daily news. But I'm just anyways. Go ahead, Doc. I, I'm sorry. I'll deal with my hurt feelings by myself. <laughs> um, well, I'm regularly on on his um, his uh, uh, pod- podcast periodically. That's not helping. Um, so, That's not helping. <laughs> sorry, but, but um, <laughs> we love you guys as much. We love you guys as much. I promise. He needs Dude. it. He's new. He's new. He needs it. Um. So basically, the book is uh, opens by talking about the the, the cult of the experts uh, mm. that has taken over the Western culture now. That's been on vivid display the last uh, two years, and the utopian ideology that grows out of that as, as a sort of technocratic order for society. It goes on. I, I delineate the development of secularism and the secularist illusion of neutrality. Uh, and the history of sort of church-state relations in the West, and then um, the the book sort of uh, the, the sort of summit of the book is uh, the development of the, the Christian response to where we are now. Uh, as I critique um, what I call the heresy of democracy mm. in the um, in the French revolutionary sense, and talk about the authority of Christ, and then try and paint a picture of the scriptural vision of sphere sovereignty. And the lordship of Jesus Christ over every area of life. So it's an attempt to take a very uh, concrete and up-to-date look at exactly where we are and how the Christian can be articulating a, a robust, strong world and life view response. What is a scriptural Christian view of government that's consistent with the gospel? Gabe mentioned that um, you know this whole sexuality marriage thing is a, set, a gospel issue. Uh, because, you know, uh, the Bible begins with a wedding. Uh, God describes his relationship with Israel as a marriage. 
uh, the, 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 the son, God, the son comes to us. It's the Holy family, father and son. So God reveals himself in familial terms. Jesus first miracle is at a wedding. His relationship with his church is described as a marriage and history ends in the marriage supper of the lamb. So if you don't understand marriage, you miss the cosmological key to the universe. You, yeah. you, you it's the it's central to the gospel in the same way, authority and lordship. What I try and argue is that we tend to think of the concept of heresy as an ecclesiastical thing only. But actually people's heretical ideas often only come to full expression when they start to start talking about politics Preach. or social order. Come on. Suddenly the Jesus who is Lord in the church isn't Lord in the state. Mm. He's not Lord in the family. He's not Lord elsewhere. Well, actually that's heretical. Mm. And so I uh, expand on that idea and help us recognize that this is a core gospel of the kingdom issue. And the reason we're in the mess we're in in Canada and across the West is because we haven't grappled with this. So really appreciate you guys oh. letting me say something about it. And I apologize for my remiss attitude. In not sending <laughs> you you uh, forgive it. Dad, we messing with you. I, yeah. I can't tell you. I want absolution now live. On this <laughs> I, I can't tell you. Listening to you talk about this book has me so, so excited. I so was good. reading. I think it's so important right now. I was reading a book called After Virtue. And he posed a question in the beginning of the book saying, if, if the society as we know it right now collapsed, where we're at and we had to rebuild it, do we have the people that understand basically what builds a society to flourish and to grow? And I thought about that for a second. I said, no, yeah. we, we don't have those faculties anymore because we're so biblically literate and then understanding, understanding how all that Bible applies to every facet yeah. in our society, you know? And so I'm so grateful to hear about this book, man. I can't wait to get a copy of it. When, uh, when, oh. you, were, when you were talking about Bill C4 being a direct attack on the Christian life and worldview. I think that it was spot on. Yep. But, but the thing that I think many Christians and many pastors miss is that more than that, Bill C4 and Bill's like it are direct attacks on Jesus. That's right. Yeah. That's they're, right. They're, they're, it's, they're attacking us by proxy. Yeah. We're, we're his people. And so they're attacking us. They're attacking biblical Christianity, but what they're actually attacking is Jesus and his power to change sinners. Yep. And, um, and I think that's the thing is that people don't get is, is when you pass bills like this and people say, well, I don't want to get into politics. Look, politics just walked in your door. That's right. I mean, it, it, like it, they, they're, they're and how you parent your kids right, inside your home, but, but they're they're attacking Christ, yep. and that's how it, that's why it's when you refuse to say then no that no this this is the gospel this is the truth it, it really is it really is a heresy so I'm that's I'm, right. I'm excited to, to that's look. a critical point actually Toby that uh, you see because man cannot strike out directly at God nobody can pull Christ down off his throne out of the heavens yeah. uh, so we to strike at God man strikes at God's image right. right is image bearer right and the attempt to remake man is of, is, a, is of course an attempt to make an idol to bear the image of something else to reflect an idol to reflect the world purpose of an idol of a false god to society and culture. Karl Marx understood this. He said the key to the holy family is the earthly family and to destroy Ooh. the former, you must destroy the latter in theory and in practice. Mm. Uh, he recognized that the only way to pull down God, the Christian uh, uh, God and the, and the Christian worldview was to strike at God's image in the family and in human sexuality. And that's what this is. It's absolutely right. a, a, an attack, attack, an attack on God Himself to to strike at God by an attempt to destroy His image, mm -hmm. uh, His image bearer, 
um, male and female. And um, we, this is what we are. This is what we're we're now very much up against. Mm. Dr. Joe Boot, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. That's good. Appreciate you fighting out there. EzraPress.ca yeah, is where we're going to be able to find Ruler of Kings, or you can just uh, look inside the notes and you'll have it there too. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until Sunday, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Hey, Doc, I'm going to need that quote from you.